What's up, rockers? Welcome to another episode of the Talk Louder podcast, where we geek out on all things rock and roll. Hit that subscribe button on our YouTube channel. Leave us your likes and comments. You can also leave likes and comments on our Facebook page. Follow us on iTunes, Spotify, Instagram at talklouder underscore podcast. And of course, our website, talklouderpodcast.com, where you'll find links to our merchandise and all of our previous episodes. I'm Metal Dave, along with my co-host, Jason McMaster. And uh, today we've got a few minutes with uh, Robin McCauley, vocalist Robin McCauley, probably best known for his time with Michael Schenker, but he's had a really broad-ranging career, done a lot of really incredible things. He's with us today because he has a new album coming out February 17th. It's called Alive. Uh, the title track has already been released as a single. You can see it on YouTube. There's a video for it. And uh, if you're a Robin McCauley fan, you will not be disappointed. I think it's more of the uh, incredible hard rock, melodic rock, powerful vocal style he's known for. And uh, so we couldn't be happier to have him with us today. I confess. So I didn't know, and I just kind of give some bait here. I didn't know that he spent time with Survivor. Yes. And that, yeah. the, that now he's kind of... Um, you know, he's still getting called, Hey, we need to, you know, in, and he talks about that a little bit, but yeah. Uh, you know, so, so the thing is, is he's one of these and it doesn't shock me. I mean, I can totally hear Robin singing survivor material, eye of the tiger or whatever. Right. Sure. Um, because, and this is what I really wanted to talk about. He has one of these sort of like, uh, in my opinion, as a singer, one of these sort of classic rock tones, uh, much like a lot of the singers that, that Michael Schenker has worked with that you could say, you know, Ronnie James Dio, even Gary Barden, you know, uh, to talk about MSG a little bit more. But, you know, like, like when you hear any song by Rainbow and you hear David Coverdale and you hear, you know, uh, uh, you know, White Snake. When you think about White Snake, and you think about Rainbow, and you think about Deep Purple, and Ian Gillen, and all, all of that style of just classic hard rock, that is sort of like a prototype, if you will, for uh, classic metal. You know, before they even called it heavy metal, this is how far back this tone that I'm describing goes. Let's, let's just talk about Ian Gillen for two seconds. When you hear Ian Gillen sing Smoke on the Water or or whatever, uh, Space Trucking or whatever, I think of, when I hear Robin McCauley, I think of that style. I think of that style of music. I think about that sort of forefather of heavy metal. Fast forward to now. He's been around a while. Yeah. Talking about Robin McCauley. I have... Yeah. It's from like 1981 or 82. It's a live double album from the Reading Rock Festival in England. And uh, Grand Prix is on it. Yeah. Grand Prix. I remember hearing Grand Prix on the radio again. Ironically, UFO and Michael Schenker are on it se all separately. Grand Prix yeah. is on it. UFO is on it without Michael Schenker. And Michael Schenker is on it with Gary Barton. Kind of crazy. Yeah, I remember hearing Grand Prix on the radio oh, again. Oh, and Rainbow is on it too. Yeah, Graham Bonnet. So, yeah, yeah, a lot of great singers there. Yeah, but yeah, Grand Prix. I remember that's the first time I ever heard Robin McCauley. Growing up in San Antonio again, Joe Anthony uh, played 
Grand Prix on the radio. And wow. I remember the song Shout. And uh, so, yeah, and that goes back to the early 80s. And then, of course, uh, Robin had uh, a great deal of success with Michael Schenker as the Macaulay Schenker Group. Um, some of you may remember that song, Anytime. It was sort of a power ballad. It was all over the radio. Oh, yeah. And they had a video for it. Uh, and it was a great song. I still, when I hear it, it gets stuck in my head for about a week. So it's a, it's a memorable track. But I hear what you're saying. Robin's got this... Uh, I listen to his music and it's just powerful, melodic, hard rock. And in some ways, almost sort of a precursor to, you know, has some echoes of power metal in it. It's just yeah, kind sure. of operatic, operatic, melodic, uh, uh, powerful, melodic music that has a great deal of emphasis on the vocals. And uh, if you're going to emphasize the vocals, then Robin McCauley's a good guy to have on the mic. <laughs> he's had a great career and uh, he's very distinct. And, uh, you know, between the time that you heard Joe Anthony play Grand Prix on the radio and the time that that uh, Macaulay Shanker group stuff came out, he was still busy. Oh, yeah. He was yeah. still very busy. And yeah. he continues to be very, very busy. Yeah. And uh, take us out, Dave, the name of the record, when they can buy it. Yeah, February 17th, brand new album from Robin McCauley. It's called Alive, and we're happy to have him here today on the Talk Louder podcast. So I know you're a busy man, and you've got a limited amount of time today. We want to cover as much as we can, and we'll start with the most timely news. Uh, you've got a new album coming out on February 17th. It's called Alive. Yes. And... Um, if the if the single is any indication, we're in for a great record because uh, I love it. It's uh, it's your classic melodic, powerful, hard rock, and of course, it's got the vocals of Robin McCauley on top of it. Well, so, what what do you want your fans to take away from this album? Um, is there any new approach to the vocals or the songwriting? Are there any messages in the lyrics that you want people that, to resonate with people? Tell us a little bit about what you want your fans to take away from this album, besides really, a lot of sales. It's really deep, man. <laughs> I know. You know, you know, you know I'm just, uh, out the gate, I'm just happy that I can continue to make records. And we compile a lot of music, and we dwindle that down to 12 tracks. And um, when I wrote the song, alive earlier on in the writing um uh, process it felt and sounded like it might be the lead off track and you know i have a habit of uh i don't want to be preaching i don't have any big message to tell anybody but you know you can't miss the news you can't miss the shh that's going on in the world you can't miss that so there has to be a little bit of something going on and you know mass shootings everywhere and this that and the other so i kind of compile a lot of you know thoughts that are running through this side and out the other side and in the middle you know a song like alive comes out of it and uh it's a positive message and it's like you know you can you can throw the kitchen sink at me and we're a very resilient um race of people and we 
we always come through the fog and that's really what I, it is. I get the message of alive loud and clear. Uh, yeah. I, I really, uh, and, and to be honest, it's the only track I've, I've tried on and, you know, new shoes walk around the room. Um, but I, I really like the message and, uh, you're, you kind of, uh, alluded to the way that you write lyrics. Is that the way that you put, put those together as you just yeah it's it's you know it's it's i don't i don't dwell on anything on a personal level so much um i just right. sort of pick pick it out what's what's flying past me on a, on any one given day and, and it just there's there's a chord structure in a particular song and i go mm, that just it, it just sends me down that road and yeah. that's the road i take for that song and out of the other end comes a track like alive and i'm going hmm yeah, this this is this is cool, and and then you move on without without too much pomp and ceremony. Um, but everyone has its has its its day, literally, because I move to another song on another day, and and it'll yeah. be a whole different set of gears, you know. Yeah, yeah. almost uh, almost stream of consciousness, but having an it's that's a beautiful way to it is speaking to this idea. Well, yeah, yeah, you're you're riding a wave, and once you latch onto something that feels right for the song and what emotional value the track has, yeah. that's what your lyric is gonna. That's what your lyric is gonna stick to. That's exactly what it is. And people go, oh, "Where did you come up with the idea?" And then I would have to backtrack, and I'm going, you know, I don't. Yeah, where was where was I in the moment? Right? Yeah, they don't they don't realize that it can literally be literally. That's funny. Uh, a uh, a trance that you're sort of in when you're getting into this. I'll use it again. Emotional value that the track is giving you. I think, I think you should do all my interviews. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can steal all of this shit and use it. Use it in the next thirty minutes for all I can. Because you're right on the money. You should. You Thank should you. Do well, it. you got well, it. I, I I have a feeling that lyricists uh, think alike, and there's not one way to write a song or a lyric or anything. But I yeah, feel I don't like think the, there is. You know, I I I um. I do, I do sort of, um, I love melody. So it, it has to, you know, if I have something to say in that particular moment, it, it has to come out, it, it has to come out the door. It has to be strong. It has to be something that is memorable to yeah. me, to me. And hopefully everybody else will go, well, that's cool. Or yeah. it's not cool. Or it's not cool. I hate it. You know. Well, if if I may say, you're that kind of a singer. There's a lot of singers where it's it's there'll be parts of songs where there's not much of a melody, and it's kind of this. They're sort of thrashing this one feel because the music is moving around, so they can pick a sort of note that sort of is sort of a, you know. Yeah, you know, you know it's funny you should say that because when we shot the video, um, uh, the director said to me, he "Goes so." How do you want to do this? Because it just sounds like one big chorus. <laughs> right. Well, you like melody. You like melody. So yeah, and I said, well, you, you won't forget the title. That's for sure. <laughs> and I, I think that's one of your trademarks, honestly. I, I, that's where I'm going with it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's why I opened the, 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 the conversation with the fact that it's a big, powerful, melodic, hard rock record. And I think that's what Robin is known for. So it's, it's not surprising at the least. And when, and when you do it that well why not well i, I also don't know feel... how to do i don't really don't know how to do it any other way i mean that's just this just, just the bottom line i know that's I, fine yeah I have, no idea. I have no idea they go can you write this and i'm going i don't know <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> well, i don't know the you good know. thing the good thing about it is when i hear when i hear it i go that sounds like robin mccauley 
Well, thank yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. So you, you've got this new album coming out and you've been busy in recent years. Uh, you've done a couple records with Black Swan. Uh, you've done uh, you've done some Schenkerfest uh, touring and recording. Uh, do, do you prefer to be sort of spread out and busy in different projects all the time? Or would you or do you prefer to stay focused on one thing at a time? What's your work style? Oh, oh, uh, um, you know, I'm just glad that as much work as there is comes in uh, and, and I sift through it and we, we, we make it work. Um, I think getting back to the lyrical aspect of stuff, you know, when I came straight off the back of another Black Swan record, Generation Mind, and then you launch into, because the label wants your solo record ready, and I'm going, ah, shit, <laughs> right? <laughs> because, you know, your, 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 your book of, wor of words are, are sort of keep reducing. You're going, now where do I go, right? <laughs> and, 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 and it really is um, a set of chords in the moment on the day. And and I rely heavily upon it. And when Reb Beach is 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 playing guitar, there's just something in how he plays and how he struck because he's such a great oh, yeah. melodic songwriter himself, right? Mm -hmm. And and I'm always asking him, I want to do when you sat down and you wrote these chords, you obviously, as far as I'm concerned, had a melody, had a vocal line, you had the whole thing ready. Then you send it over to Macaulay and he comes back and he goes, Oh, dude. That's really not exactly what, <laughs> you know? So, so you get different elements, different people with a set of chords and somebody is going, you know, when I first started writing with, with digressing a, a little bit here with Michael Schenker, we used to set the, the course that for any one given set of chords that, that he would introduce to me, I would try my damnness to come up with three different sets of lyrics and three different melodies. Yeah. Not always easy, but I would I would wow. go because if, if he gave it to say Gary Bardens or gave it to Graham Bonnet, they would write something completely different. So yeah. I set the challenge for myself and I'm going, okay, how would Gary write this or how would Graham? I couldn't even venture down there their territory. But that's the kind of bar that I set. And I went, it it is possible because they would write something most likely completely different than I will. So I started uh working really hard in that direction to to not always get stuck in the same you know uh formula if you right, right right and so i used to do that and so to get back to your question you know coming out of a black swan into the solo thing and the solo stuff is something i never really wanted to do but now i'm no it, it's 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 all it's on the table i go now write it <laughs> i'm going what do you want um and so it comes out. So do I, I mean, I love the live work. I just, I just love that. And, and when there's live work, you have, you usually have to record a record and get it done so that you can promote something. Right. Um, so I don't mind jumping around. Um, I don't think I want to do too much at the same time because it's important for me as a singer that people go, yep, yeah, that's him. Yeah, that's him. Yeah, that's him. So I know who I am. I know what my voice is capable of doing. And I don't want to be doing something that's outside of the box too far for right. me because because um, I, I have a comfort zone and I don't mind going a little bit left or right of the center. Um, but I like to stick with, uh, you know, people say you have such a signature sound in your voice. Yeah, I can I can tell when it's you that's singing. I know there's a lot of singers who sing 
a vast variety of material. And sometimes I think they're lost because they, they're singing in the style of somebody else. And it's like, no, dude, be you. Right. Just be you because, because that's what I want to hear. So right. um, that applies to me. I try to, I try to use the tools in my toolbox and, and, and let, and people will go, well, it's Black Swan, but I do know it's him singing. Yeah, Black, Black Swan was was great, and I I I don't know that you got to tour at all, and, oh. and I I wish that maybe you could have because oh, then just, again, trying to get all those schedules together is probably a nightmare as well because you've it got is, it is there is and I, I'm not putting it out there, but you know Frontiers uh, post pandemic now will will um, they will launch their big festival in Milan this year. In fact, we were just talking about it early this morning um, about different things that we can do to to have fun with it um and i'm hoping the reb will be there either with winger or something else and and we're trying to <clears throat> i'll be there doing a combo probably of my solo stuff and we're hoping the reb will be there and maybe do some black swan stuff so if he hears that i'm hoping he'll go dude you're not supposed <laughs> to say that <laughs> I'll, I'll i'll call him up and put in a good word can you do that i'll just, do that you know. yeah just so, for you so, just for you yeah, it is very difficult because he has his winger schedule. He just came back from Italy with his bad boy schedule. Um, I'm not sure what on the cards for Whitesnake this year. I find right. I find right. Reb very funny. I've uh, done a, do. done a few of those cruises with him and and had the pleasure of riding the elevator. Just being him or sitting next to him on the shuttle van, and I right. laugh the whole fucking yeah. time. The guy <laughs> is fruit fruit bowl funny. Yeah. And a killer, killer guitar player. Oh my god, yeah. he's amazing. Yeah, he's yeah. amazing. So and of course, you know, you know, then, then you have Jeff with, with Foreigner, and now of course he's part of the Revolution Saints right. uh, new record because you know that's that's changing. Right. Changing right. In there as well. So yeah, it's um it's it's difficult to pin anybody down in the same room at the same time. Yeah. Um um, if playing live was as easy as, as, and I don't mean easy in the, in the real sense of the word, but if it was as easy as it is putting a new project together and going in and recording it, we, we'd get so much more done, but we get done what we can do. And, and, and we're trying really hard to make sure that it's, that it's good quality music. It's not just for the sake of doing it and get your name on something else. You know? Right. Um, you mentioned uh, you mentioned Michael Schenker. Of course, everyone's familiar with your time with him. Uh, has there has there ever been any talk about reforming the Macaulay Schenker group? And I ask because not only was it uh, probably the most commercially successful thing you've been associated with, but also you could argue it was the most commercially successful. And I underline commercially successful thing that Michael was involved with. Of course, he'll always be known for his work with UFO. But there was that period in the late 80s when the Macaulay Schenker group was all over the radio and on the charts and on MTV. And that song, uh, Anytime, is, is stuck in my head forever. <laughs> and yeah, you know, you know uh, um, we won't sit, sit on this for too long, but, you know, I was brought in. I mean, I, I auditioned. I wasn't just, you know, somebody goes, hey, you're singing. You know, right. I, I had passed on Michael three years before we actually finally got together because I was with an English band Grand Prix, mm -hmm. Michael and Chris Lynn and the late uh, and great Cozy Powell, they came out to see a show. Next morning I get a call, please come to the studio, Michael would love you to come down and sing. And I went, I can't, I'm going out on the Sammy Hager Stanley Hampton tour, I can't, 
do that. Wow. And I got really bad press over the whole thing because, you know, it was like this Irish upstart who refused to join Michael <laughs> Schenger and right. And uh, anyway, trouble. you know, three years, you know, what comes around goes around. Yeah. Um, I got a call from Rudolph and Klaus was involved. The Scorpions management per se was all involved. And I was the last of 17, not the first or the wow. second. I was the very, very last. And, you know, there was a ton of stuff to listen to. And I got the call and will you do it? And we want to get Michael into the U.S. market. And and I was coming off the back of a two million single sale with a, with a remake of Stairway to Heaven with Bobby Kimball from Toto. Wow, and yeah. we were sitting pretty on the on the UK charts, and I'm going, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm on a plane to uh, Hanover up in the north of Germany, and I auditioned for Michael, and then I got a call, and wow. we need we need US radio, we want MTV, we want VH1, and I'm going, well, why did you call me? <laughs> well, he he did, and you got all those things. I, I think uh, it was a magical combination. Yeah, and then he never, he almost never plays any of that period live. Mm. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Is, so, uh, uh, he's got a reputation for being difficult to work with, is that true, or, <laughs> or, or you want to... I'll have my coffee while I answer that. <laughs> I'm going to answer that one with a mouthful of coffee, yeah. <laughs> You know, he. So uh, everybody, everybody goes through their their their, their stuff. Yeah. Um, and I will I will quote Michael, as very recently we did we did a, a bunch of festivals just in twenty two, and I think we were in Wales in the UK. It was just a just a great great festival, and he walked into the dressing room unannounced, and he just spit out this thing, and he goes, you know. I probably have to go through all of that stuff that I went through in order to be here. Yeah. And left it and left the room. And, wow. and, and, and I went touche because we all, we all go through the fog at some point and we come out, if we're lucky, we come out the other end. Yeah. He's in a great place. I think he plays, he's playing guitar as well, if not better because he's so focused. Yeah. Days and has been enough for a, several several years i saw him recently and you're right on he's he was so good right? oh yeah ridiculous yeah i mean you you stand there and your jaw drops and god rest god rest the uh uh jeff beck just oh my that, god oh yeah on that note on that note yeah. uh, and i stand after i'm gonna say 40 years watching michael play and and i'm still in awe because yeah. you're going he's he keeps this down every night you know i mean we have a chance to leave stage and take a breather and take a glass of water or whatever and he never leaves the stage he's up there he's just he's just knocking it out of the park and i'm going damn yeah oh, when he when he's not playing guitar he goes and grabs his camera and takes pictures yeah. of everyone on the <laughs> stage and everyone i yeah. noticed that's that i'm like of, dude i was like dude what are you okay that's part of this thing that's yeah. part of so the, plus the fact of course he talks to the, he talks to the crowd now yes. he never used to do that you know yeah. and and he would just go no no that's your job you do that <laughs> he's he's a lot more accessible than he was right yeah thank so, you yeah, it's a blast it's great fun yeah, you also spent uh, you also spent some time with Survivor, and I, I have to ask you, uh, what was it like singing "Eye of the Tiger" every night? Because that song is one of the most iconic songs in 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 modern music history, yeah. and the anticipation of singing that song and the crowd, uh -huh. the crowd reaction to that song had to be pretty phenomenal. 
and still is because I'm still singing it because oh. you know I did I did uh, right up to the pandemic I was part of a um, uh, a classic rock show in Las Vegas for seven years uh, mm. almost fifteen hundred live shows the live vault shows. right the rock vault right mm. in the rock vault yeah and so that was part of my part of the of the evening's uh, performance um, and actually uh, right before Christmas. Um, Dave Bickler is part of this uh, classic rock uh, um, performance called Icons of Classic Rock. And they had a show down in Bolivia. Uh, I'm shooting a video actually for a live on the Monday night. And I get a call Monday afternoon. Dude, could you jump on a plane tomorrow for Bolivia? Because Dave is sick and, and I need you to sing Survivor songs. Oh. And I'm going, oh, dude, I don't know if we'll finish tonight. He goes, finish tonight, for God's sake, finish tonight, because we need you tomorrow. So the next day I was on a plane down for two shows in Bolivia, singing wow. Survivor songs that I hadn't sang in however many years. Wow. So we were down there doing Burning Heart, and we were doing uh, uh, Feels Like Love, and it was just, I mean, I, I was, I had to dig in, had my ears on in the plane, and I'm like, I'm listening and listening. I must have listened to those tunes a thousand times, and then it just kicks back in, wow. and it was an absolute blast. What a catalog of songs, though. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Singing Tiger, you know, you know, people are watching you, and you're going, you know, here it comes. <laughs> right, that's why, I, that's exactly why I asked the question. And here it comes. Yeah. And um, I, so, sang, I sang everything in the original keys, if that tells you anything. Wow. I'm so boasting a little bit, but I, I yes. I, I so when, we're, when we're watching the Alive video, you were literally hours away from hopping a plane to go sing Survivor tunes. Exactly right. <laughs> we will keep that in mind. Wow. I'll it, never it, watch it, it the same yeah, way yeah, again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, you know, you know what you're talking about on a daily basis. You never know. You may have a plan set, but you know, something happens and suddenly tomorrow is not. Very, yeah. very familiar with that. Right, I it's just, it's just, so you, you have to be ready to, yeah. you know. Yeah. Or not, or, or not ready. And or not, or not. And I'm, and I'm a sucker. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I hate saying no to people that, that I love dearly and work, work with. And, and, yeah. uh, and it's like, come on, dude, get me out of this hole. And I'm going, I'm there. You got it. We've only got a couple minutes left, and I wanted to ask you, I did not know this, but you were once in a band with Filthy Animal Taylor from Motorhead. Oh, my God. Yes, I was. And tell Brian us, Robertson. Oh, from, tell, from tell us quickly about that. Well, I had uh, Grand Prix had just uh, uh, split up. Um, Filthy and Brian had just left Motorhead. And uh, Chris Glenn... Uh, Alex Harvey, Michael Schenker group. Mm -hmm. right. um, they decided that they wanted to do something. They were, they, were, they were rehearsing a bunch of new tunes in the studio. And um, I get a call um, to come down because they, they, they liked what I did with Grand Prix. And I, and, and I would have people, I would have people call me on a daily basis. Going, Dude, are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay? Because, these guys didn't live the life that I was living. I was like, I was a total greenhorn and it scared the shit out of me, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure, yeah. But, but once we got into that room, oh my God, it was it was so much fun, with the exception of the fact that, you know, we would have a downtime for like 12 noon and Brian would come to me at like 9 p.m. 
with a pint glass of like cider and port mix. And he goes, see, are you ready to sing the blues, man? And I'm going, I'm ready to go home, dude. <laughs> but we cut a bunch of tracks. We cut some videos and um, Filthy was a, a dear friend. I mean, just, just, just so much, so much fun. What was the name of the band, real quick? It was called GMT. It ended oh, yeah, up it right. ended up being called Glenn McCauley Taylor. Ah, uh, okay. Because that... Brian Brian uh, Brian didn't see it through to the end, and we we brought in a young German guitar player because we were already in Frankfurt and we needed somebody. In the I'm sorry. What, one more time, the name of that band. I missed it. GMT, like GMT. like like gotcha. uh, Greenwich Mean Time, but it was actually Glenn Chris Glenn McCauley. Taylor. Got you. Got you. GMT. Wow. So clever name because the initials worked out with the, yeah, yeah. With, with the time clock. But yeah, it was a lot of fun. Well, you've had an incredible career. I saw you in Austin with uh, Shanker Fest a few years ago. You sounded great. Uh, the new album sounds great. The new single, um, Alive. And uh, you know, coming out tomorrow, just FYI, which is January 13th tomorrow. So hopefully that'll be lucky for me. New single, new video. Yes. From, from the new album coming out. Yeah, yeah. The new album is called Alive, everyone. It drops February 17th. Uh, it features the amazing voice of Robin McCauley. We thank you for being here today and sharing your stories with us. It's been a pleasure. Thank you guys um, so much. Yeah. On behalf of my co-host, Jason McMaster, I'm Metal Dave Glessner, along with our special guest, Robin McCauley, on the Talk Louder podcast today. Thank you, guys. Take care. Here's to Texas. <laughs> we hope Thank to see you. you here soon. Oh, dude, I would love it. I love it down there. We'll look for you. Thank you. Thanks, Thank you. Robin. Have a good day. Thank you, you guys. Too.